0: Hello and welcome to the FEZ show. It is the 18th of May, 2020, and we'll be looking back at round four of the race at home challenge and dissecting all of the main talking points. Joining me for the ride is Jack Pickering and Edward Hunter. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. Jack. To be fair, Jack, let's start with you because let's be honest, you decided not to watch the race at home challenge on saturday because you had better things to do in terms of a eurovision radio show how did that go first and foremost
1: well yes i've just i've uh, uh i've literally just finished watching the race at home challenge because um on saturday at three i was like yeah i was on the radio speaking everything about the eurovision song contest this, this is my other love away from motorsports i just love this one weekend uh, i love this one week a year where loads of countries just come together and just sing and compete and it's and uh uh and it's wonderful and this year i was supposed to head out to rotterdam which was hosting the event and because of everything it got cancelled so next next year i'll go but instead i uh, instead uh I, I went to a local radio station and said that th- th- this is this is this is my idea this is what we're gonna do and then um yeah and we th- yeah and we think yeah, we think it went really well so i'm very proud of it
0: Nah, you should be because it's a big achievement. Like, I suppose it's it's taken the advantages that come with COVID-19. Obviously, you know, obviously us doing this show, this show wouldn't have been born if we didn't go into a pandemic. And, and you got your first chance to, you know, to be on the radio to actually host a radio show, which wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID-19.
1: Yeah, no, it was um, uh, it was fantastic. Obviously, uh, obviously, we sh- we uh, we shone a light on the 2020 songs that won't that didn't compete won't compete again, and uh, uh, a few of the artists are coming back next year, but they have to bring new songs. So we so we shone a light on them, and then also had the also had the historic ones like Euphoria, like Waterloo, like Ooh just a little bit, and just just uh, just stuff like that. And it was just two hours of just fun on the radio.
0: Yeah, I feel I mean, like this Ed, is going
2: to be two hours of you reciting <laughs> that two-hour
1: program, Jack.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, well, to be fair, he probably had more two hours of fun than we did watching the Race at Home Challenge. We could say. Um, so let's get on to the Race at Home Challenge as we as we mention it. So Ed, we don't know where we're racing next week. That's the big question that we're going to ask. And Formula E, Nikki Shields, which surprised me. Okay, so she said that the race won't be announced till next Friday, and I'm like, hang on a second here you know, we need to qualify for this event on this track, or do we have to qualify for the event on this track? That's my question, because every qualification starts on about Monday at 11 o'clock tonight, so we might know where we're racing next week by 11 o'clock tonight, or by 1 o'clock in the afternoon next uh, on Tuesday, because there are the time slots that seem to be uh, flipping that R-Factor 2 are doing when they release the qualifiers, Ed. So I'm surprised that they said Friday, but do you think that, you know, we could qualify for an event that isn't on the actual track that Formula e will be using on Saturday?
2: Well, I think I would take what Nikki Shield says often with a pinch of salt because she said it would rain before and then it hasn't rained in, a, in an actual rate. But it was ahead of Monaco. She said, oh, we went to Monaco in the wet. And then there wasn't a drop on the whole, in any session that we saw. And then, then of course, we went to Hong Kong and it did rain in Polly, but we'll get to that. Uh, I'm not too sure exactly because... Like you say, they need at least three days to practice and qualify, and it seems to me like announcing on Friday, we would know already, like you say, uh, because the Sim racers would have had to drive on the track uh, probably later tonight, or at least tomorrow morning. So yeah, I, I it's really hard to say either way, because Formulae have been very, they've not been very transparent about it, I think it's fair to say. So yeah, we really will just have to wait and see, but... They're certainly leaving it late if they are going to do it.
0: The thing is, Jack, the good thing is, right, it doesn't look like it's going to... If they announce electric docks on Friday, that would be a bit of a letdown. But obviously then something's gone horribly wrong. Um, So what do you think? I honestly don't think, Jack, that, you know, I think something new is coming. I don't think we're going to be returning to something old.
1: Had it been Electric docks, they would have announced it on Saturday, uh, or in my case, about five minutes ago. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, it, it, everything does kind of point at it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be at Electric docks, That it's going to be somewhere else, and that's re- uh, and, and that's really exciting because this is what uh, this is what I know that um, that we've pined for the last few weeks. We need the, uh, we need these new tracks. We can't have the same three tracks in rotation all the time uh yeah no i'm uh i'm keeping everything kind of crossed that um uh that yeah it is a different location
0: because interesting right so we got a tip off that mexico would probably be the new track the new mexico layout now interestingly enough ed that you know the mod guy that actually mods all the former tracks released mexico okay now why that's significant is because I went back and had a look at the tracks that I've subscribed to and I bring in on that I brought to the game and they all have fake advertising, right? All have fake advertising or very close to the real advertising. But there's like slight modifications just so they don't get caught by licensing issues. But in his Mexico one, it all had the proper in terms the proper advertising like abb was not it was correct it wasn't add as he was using dhl was correct it i think he was using dth or something like that for dhl it actually said dhl you know the correct julius bar michelin was spelt correctly could formulary e actually be using the modded community do you think that's a possibility now
2: I honestly think it's the only way if they want to get these tracks out in a really short time frame. I think it's the only way they could do it. And like I've said before, especially with um, the COVID nineteen lockdown we're in at the moment, that's going to be a bit harder. You can't exactly get all the Studio Three Nine Seven guys who do all the work for affected Two. You can't get them in an office very easily and get them to work on it. So. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see 4Million resorting to that in these sort of extraordinary times. But where, but how that's going to work in terms of uh, will it be like made an official track, I, I have no idea, especially because I can't imagine how they're going to laser scanner or anything or if it's going to be working off what they've done for like the F1 track at Mexico and maybe they've converted it from that. We know it's so little that we can only speculate at this point, which I know is what this show is all about, but anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the thing is I like Ed makes a good point, right? We've been harping and harping and harping on Jack for a DLC. But I don't know where Studio Three Nine Seven are based, to be honest with you. Um but they, yeah, they might not have actually been, you know in and off is actually with the actual technology they need to build a track. I don't know how much they can build a track for a game at home, if that makes sense. So, you know, we're harping on for this official DLC by R Factor Two, but might not becoming simply because it's not feasible because they're all working at home so the modded community if formula re were going to dip into that and actually race on formula re tracks that are in the game but you just have to tweak advertising borders on them to so re-update them effectively you know it could be the way forward
1: yeah uh, yeah definitely i think um yeah i think because of the the whole pandemic i don't think people are Easily going to be at work, and so yeah, they can't. Uh, uh they can't do it properly. So yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I think it will come down to modders, and yeah, ho- hopefully with Mexico being the being the first track, um, uh, the first one that's might that uh, the might come out. That sounds good. Um, and then from uh from there on out, fingers crossed, we're going to get some more tracks. But yeah, uh, we'll have to see.
0: My question is, why in terms of why now? Why are they going to the modded community? Potentially, obviously, we don't know that, but why are they doing it now? We've had you know, we've repeated Hong Kong, we've repeated Monaco. Why? You know, we could have. There's so many tracks aired in the modded community that we didn't need to repeat tracks. We could have gone. They could have just all they needed to do was update it to have the official, you know, say, you know, we'll give you permission to put the official ads on the track. And there you go, you know, you've got the tracks ready to then race on. Yes, they may not be laser scanned, but at least you're going to different locations rather than, you know, being on the same location. Because let's be honest, like, I think I was pretty bored. Like, you're going to Hong Kong, but you've seen it, you've done it, right? So it, it loses that sort of fan interest because you've already done it.
2: I think maybe it's a case of them playing it safe in terms of, the, like you say, maybe they're, they're not laser scanned. The quality... On them. most of them doesn't look that bad but i think it could vary between them and you don't really know what the quality is going to be like until you actually load them all up i guess and uh, it's uh again also another thing i think you've talked to me about the software is that it could be licensing issues as well in terms of they don't want to put one up with like you know sponsors but they're all the wrong sponsors or i they can easily go and change that but you know all sorts of things where if it's you know, hugely inaccurate, it could get them into all sorts of legal scrapes, I guess. So those are the only two reasons I can think of that, that, that it's playing it safe and possibly licensing issues.
0: Yeah, you make a good point with the licensing issues. That's why, obviously, these modded trucks don't have the official advertising jack. But as I said, seeing the Mexico track come out in the last couple of days with the official advertising, it makes me think that this is where we could be going and this could be a route that formulary are taking
1: yeah yeah uh yeah definitely i think they yeah i think they might have finally given in to the whole let's rotate around the three official tracks over and over again um because uh People have. Uh, I. I. I don't think people are just like that interested in going back to Monaco, in going back to Hong Kong, in going back to Leicester, and so, yeah. Um, fingers crossed. This is the beginning of the, uh, of the end. But yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think they wanted to wait to see if they could go for official tracks instead of going for these unofficial ones and touch up the bits here and there. Um, but no. With, with Mexico coming on for me. It shows hope because I've, yeah, I've been very vocal about going back to Monaco and going back to Hong Kong. And so, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is fantastic. This, fingers crossed, is, is step in the right direction.
0: Is this now, in terms of Formula Re going to actual real circuit tracks, is that dead Ed, or do you think, you know, Formula could actually go, you know what, we're out of Formula tracks. We're not going to use the modded community like we're suggesting at this precise moment. We're going to use the tracks that are currently made by R Factor 2 that are free to use in the game, or maybe you have to pay to use because there are many modded tracks, but I still think they'd be quite long. You know, could Formula go in that direction?
2: Well, not unless they change the format, because, like you say, with the elimination format, they're going to have to eliminate a car each lap. Although it was just on the challenge race, uh Sophia Floorge didn't even show up, so that meant that there was one less person to eliminate, I guess. But um, if you look at I don't know, Silverstone or even some of the longer tracks, even like Zandvoort, which I've just put up, it's sort it's the case where you, they couldn't really fit up all the sessions in that they want to on the screen in the time that they need to, the time they have at the moment to do uh challenge race and the Formula e drivers race in the sort of 15 lap format. I don't think you could do that on the other tracks in their current form as we've sort of talked about before. So I think they would have to get rid of the elimination format as a bare minimum and then maybe work around the format in terms of making sure they can fit all the laps in because obviously they don't take this 58, 59 seconds like you do at the current form of the tracks. They, they take like, you know, a minute and a half or whatever.
0: That's the interesting thing in terms of the elimination format in terms of you know, has it actually worked and is it been good in in, in in theory? Because, you know, you're going to these races and you'll have to do an elimination format and, you know, getting... If you, we were to go to real circuits, Jack, and you'd have to cut people off or it would take too long. You just... I feel like this elimination format, you know, people have moaned about it and whether or not, you know, it, it would work. And, you know, we've done five races of it now, including the test race, and I, st- I don't know if it has worked.
1: Well yeah I think what ha- what whatever happens they're going to stick with it till the end of the season 100%. But yeah I think once this uh once this season ends they will they will review it and they will see how effective it has been. Um I don't think it's been the best format in the world but I think it's been okay cuz Formula E always want to do something different so they're not just going to have a full 45 minute races like as a, because basically all the other all, all, all the other series they're doing full races, so but so so yeah, they wanted to switch it up a little, and so yeah, um, but they will they will look back and be like, okay, okay this didn't work here, this didn't work there, but yeah, also we saw in Leicester a few weeks ago that there were so many uh, there were so many cars crashing out that the elimination format wasn't actually needed until lap ten or eleven of the race. But yeah, I think yeah, I think I think it has worked. But occasionally they need to they need to like uh, I don't really know what to I'd say. To but know.
0: yeah, I'd love to know how many people have raged quit because they've got damage. And I have a feeling, you know, let's put our great friend Remco Majora into that category. In terms of obviously he was sort of taken out in the sim race early on, and because. You know, that's it. You're not going to get to the top 12 with damage. You might as well quit because, you know, there's no chance of you actually competing. So, what's the point in actually going around because you're going to get eliminated anyway?
2: Yeah, especially if you're having to turn the wheels 90 degrees to the left to go into a right hand corner or something like that because the steering is so bent out of shape. Yeah. So, I, 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 I can imagine if you've just given up because the car's become undrivable. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So, you know, imagine, I don't know how many, but how many FE drivers have actually just raged quit um, and just gone, you know what, there's just, I'm in 18th, I'm getting eliminated next lap, I might as well just eliminate myself now and, you know, enjoy, you're not enjoying it. And I suppose if we did bring in that, the, you know, people have been constantly asking, like they want to see big names come across and, and drive Formula E, but if they, you know... <sighs> I hate to use Lando Norris again, but Lando Norris has become quite a rage quitter over the last um, couple of weeks, and we've seen that if it's just not going his way, he'll just quit. And if it wasn't going his way, imagine him racing in Formula E and it's not going his way, and he just rage quits out. It'd be a lot of restarts for Lando, though, Jack.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it w- it will be g- it would be great to see big names in this and uh and yes as, as we have touched on stick them in the two cars um uh, stick them into um normal livery formula e cars uh, uh and then and then they can do yeah yeah and they can see how well they qualify but yeah i think i think this whole race royale format that will draw it away because if 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 you take someone like um chiro mobile uh the uh, uh, the Lazio striker, um, he uh, he competed in the Chinese virtual Grand Prix, but he was towards the back of the field. And the same is with uh, with uh, Sergio Aguero, who competed for the Red Bull in the Spanish uh, virtual F1 race. He was towards the back of the field. So it would be likely that they'd be in there for about two or three laps and then just not partake further than that because... That, and so what's what? what's really the point in that
0: yeah and i suppose that's the negative about having the um elimination format is is that if you were to get such a big name and you know formula one to be fair i know formula one's a massive sport ed but they've done really well by getting all these you know football players people that other sports you know are interested in, and you'd never think you know these drivers would ever race on formula one car or even do what they're doing and if you put them in a Formula E's perspective, if they're out after lap one, or great hype for that person, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I feel like uh, they're, they're, they're mainly there because there isn't really, like, say, a, a decent sort of football game or, or a cricket game that works the same way as, like, in Formula games or with Dragon simulators In general, they put you behind the cockpit, whereas cricket games, it's more of a you, uh, or football game particularly, particular you switch between controlling each player and you have a very sort of distant perspective, so... I wonder if it's sort of one of those things where the driving sim sort of format is a bit more immersive for them, even if they're not you know, especially good drivers, it's sort of, you know, broadens it out to a wider audience. You can sort of you can kind of get away with that for formula, whereas Formula I think it's pretty niche that um uh, maybe it might attract more people. But I think you might get more people just uh yeah, it might, might uh, especially with the format of the what sorry, ongoing all the crashes, it might just alienate people in my opinion. It might say, Oh, the crash is good, but where's the race? So,
0: yeah, and I suppose that's what we've got to move on to is that turn one crash. Um, obviously, we had the rain in qualifying, so I suppose we should touch on that first because that happened technically before the race. What did you think, Jack, of, you know, having a wet qualifying? It did spice it up a little bit. Um, shame we couldn't really get Ramco draw back on. Obviously, not the greatest performance, but we obviously we hope. I don't think you can qualify again, sadly, so I suppose that's why when you get hit out and it's through no fault of your own, it is quite frustrating but you know we had the rain in qualifying like what did you think of it
1: uh, well yeah i mean they they uh, they actually worked out how to put the rain in in uh, into the game unlike when they promised the wet monaco but um but yeah yeah uh yeah it threw up some surprises we saw edo mortaras uh, start on pole position which was which was huge no one really saw that coming but uh, edo's always had great form around hong kong in real life so so yeah it it, uh, it only makes sense that he um that he got that pole position um uh, unfortunately he did lose it in the race but um but no, the wet qualifying kind of kind of shook up the field a little with with Ado at the top, but it was still Verline Van Dongen to behind, and then the traditional Ollie Turvey, Ollie Rowland section, and then so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, what, what One of the big surprises of the wet qualifying was Daniel Apt, who actually qualified up into something like ninth place. I think he qualified. Um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not sure whether that was the uh, I'm not sure that was whether it was because of wet or whether he's actually found something um, uh, in the last week because the thing is we've seen both Audis towards the back of the field um, and uh, unfortunately they're still on zero points. Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it did shake it up a little bit but not enough to warrant it to happen again.
0: Yeah, I, I probably would agree with you on that but let's look at that Turn 1 crash because oh, this Turn 1 crash was the crash of all crashes like but at the same time again when you saw it your heart sort of sank ed my heart did because you're like oh that just looks so bad in terms of you've got half the field spinning in the wall looking the wrong way and you're like obviously some managed to survive but when when you think oh we're trying to create new fans here and all we've done is mucked it up at the first possible moment
2: yeah a little bit so i guess it started with i think won the Mercedes I believe it was Nick DeVries because Van Dorn was in second on the grid so Nick DeVries from about fifth or sixth basically hit the back of Turvey and then hit a few people in fact Verline said that he got a steering bent because of that incident at uh, uh, turn one which sort of wedged him in the wall a bit and then there was it seemed so then there was a bit of a cluster behind and then I think there was a separate incident where one of the Porsches which I believe was Yanni basically near Yanni basically spun in the middle of the road and everyone had to kind of avoid it and some of them weren't as successful in doing that. So, yeah, I, I, not many people escaped the first lap uh, without any damage. I think um it was mainly the top three, which was Mortara, Van Dorn, and um, James Collado, bizarrely managed to get through, despite not qualifying all that well. He, he did okay, but he just managed to squeeze on the inside and avoid all the carnage, so uh, I guess good for James Collado.
0: For me, though, what annoyed me about a turn one crash is not the Term 1 crash in itself, right, is what Formula e did afterwards, Jack, and I don't know if you've managed to see it, but they marketed it. They put it out there, they put it on Twitter, and it just attracted so many negative comments about Formula Re and, and, and the Race at Home Challenge and people saying, yeah, I'm not going to watch it anymore because there's just no point, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why on earth would you publicise that? To see? you know, and the picture that they showed, you know, the cars in the air, everything just a mess. Like, it's, it wasn't a good publicity show for Formula e, and I can't believe Formula e then went to Twitter to post that. Look how bad this was.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's one of the first things that I found out about um uh, about this race because because when I came off there off uh, at uh, at about five o'clock. Uh, I, I, I looked at Twitter and yeah, that that um, that shot was um, uh, that shot was the first thing that I saw. So the so the only two things that I knew about the race was that Verline won because Mortara crashed and um, and the turn one like pile up basically. Um, yeah, I'm wasn't I'm not sure if that's like a good idea. I think we uh, I I think based if if you compare the two hong kong races um the first hong kong race um uh, f- uh a few weeks ago that um they all got really cleanly through actually the sim race was the was the one that had the big accident uh and then this time around formula e just go hold boom. my beer uh yeah um yeah yeah and it's yeah so so yeah it's um I probably wouldn't have said oh I wouldn't probably marked it going like oh my god look at this amazing crash and been. and I would have been like oh dear there's a thing at the start uh.
0: I, think, I think the word they actually used was ridiculous formulary I actually think they used that word but the thing is why well I know it's happened right but don't go publicizing it because you're just attract. you know imagine people who haven't watched it like you who are formulary fans and then they see that and I'm like, I didn't enjoy seeing it when I watched it. I looked in and I thought, Oh my god. And if you're if you're not watching it or you think, Oh yeah, there was a former reason race, should I catch the highlights? Oh maybe I shouldn't. Ed
1: Do they do highlights? I haven't seen Ed. the, the only highlights that I've seen are the ones that are published on our channel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well the sixty second highlights which will be which will be which which are on the sh- the channel now actually. Um, so if you want to reminisce of what we're talking about or even look at the disaster, but as I said, you know, we've questioned for Marie's marketing, you know, we've questioned the marketing of the, the UNICEF, um, you know, donation things and, and there's not been enough of that. We've questioned the marketing, you know, Ed, you said there was like 1,500 people watching on YouTube. I wasn't, I didn't see the number because I had on full screen. I was one of that 1,500 then that was the peak. So you're not getting that many people watch it in the first place sadly i know there's other platforms i think you know twitter and facebook they probably get another thousand um people watching it so and then you've got twitch as well which probably get another thousand so let's round it up to about 5000 top
1: yeah and then you've got the drivers uh, and then you've got the own.
0: drivers so let's say let's say van dong i think is the highest one with about 500 so let's go to about six, 7,000. So you've got 7,000 people watching, which is far less than any Formula E race, Ed. And you've got people who are a bit, you know, I don't really want to watch it, so it's a sim race. But then when you show them that, they're like, you, had, you know, one tweet, I saw one reply that said, yeah, I'll just wait for you to come back for real racing rather I'm watching this.
2: Yeah, and it's a shame because uh, in the sim races race, there was a great battle for the league between Joshua Rogers and Lucas Muller. And there was one bit where they were, through the um, chicane and all those really bits where it's really only kind of one car wide, they were side by side through the whole thing, racing really cleanly. And that didn't show up in any of the highlights. If you look at our channel, they didn't put that in any of the highlights, on the, uh, which is a real shame because that was actually when the, um, they just put the move where Lucas finally got through. So it's a real. So there was some good racing, but you didn't really see that too much of it, unfortunately.
1: I just wanted to point out because uh, because I've made reference to this in the past that they do it at the same time as Formula One show classic races. This weekend they showed the 2012 European Grand Prix, the one where Fernando Alonso came from 11th to win for Ferrari. That got 529,000 views. <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference there.
0: Yeah, now obviously it's comparing apples and oranges slightly because Formula One is so much bigger than Formula E. But there will be Formula E fans who like, to uh, obviously love for, for like Formula One, who will be watching the Formula One race rather than the Formula E. So you've got that comparison on that lost viewership, um, in itself. So I want to sort of move on to sort of like the race review. Just quickly reviewing the race. Obviously, was on pole, Ed, and he binned it. You know, it could have been you know, he managed to escape that horrible turn one crash. Looked set really. Had James Collado behind, who wasn't the quickest and Verline and Van Dorn at that point were were behind chasing him. So he he had he had enough in hand to sort of, you know, take it a bit easy. But completely lost it about five six laps in at the chicane where van Dorn also in when we were at hong kong last time crashed so it is a challenging corner don't get me wrong like every time i go through there i'm like don't hit the wall because it's so it's so easily done but at the same time you're like ah you would have won that race if it wasn't for that
2: yeah although in in mortara's defense you're not going through that chicane quite as fast as him i imagine but
0: no, that's very true. But at the same time, like, I'm nervous and I'm probably doing 20, 30 kph less. He's going for it much faster. And you're like, ah, you know, but for, for he, I know he's a professional racing driver, but at the same time, you're like, ah, you know, it would have been his otherwise.
1: Yeah. And
2: it, the frustrating thing is, Mortara almost cleared it. But he just clipped the rear left wheel into the wall and ended up and replicating what Van Dylan did a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, frustrating for him, but it created the opportunity really for Pascal Berline to get by uh, Van Dorn and Colado and take it through.
0: And obviously then Gunther was caught up in, in in that crash as well at Turn 1, and that really ruined his race, which was probably good. We needed a race where, you know, something actually went wrong for Max Gunther.
2: <laughs> Sounds a bit sadistic, but OK.
1: <laughs> Max Gunther had an absolute shocker. Um, he, I think he qualified rather well. I think he qualified fourth. But, yeah, that whole first... That the whole turn one instant that dropped him down to um the lower reg- regions of the points uh there was then a bit where we thought he might have been out of the race he wasn't
0: Because um, he got a drive through yeah for jumping to start,
1: yes, he did, and then um uh and then he made an and uh, uh, um, yeah and th- then he had an accident um at the chicane as well, and so that just really put pain he was uh, he was out on something like lap five. Lap five, lap six, which was disappointing, but it does mean that we've got a very juicy fight between him and Pascal Wehrlein at the top of the championship now. But yeah, going 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 back to Mortara's, um, uh, he 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 lost an opportunity, and uh, uh, unfortunately, it's not the first time that we're saying that Mortara's thrown away a win at Hong Kong. But um, but yeah, no, hope hopefully he can keep up this pace, and he'll be fighting up for those top five positions. Uh, throughout the rest of this season.
0: But obviously, Ed Verline in a league of his own. At the moment, I think he's the quickest. I know Van Dorn's pretty quick as well, but he's the the man to be at this precise moment.
2: Yeah, and he did it with a a slightly damaged steering as well. And he just said that, oh, I wasn't as confident in the wet, but I was so much quicker in the dry, is what he said. And the thing is, you saw the move on Collado. Collado almost was caught napping when he got by him to get into second place and eventually sort of inherited it when they believe when Mortaro went off, what you say? So uh, Rudy um, <laughs> really sort of outclassed everyone, which was uh, interesting to see.
0: My surprise of the day was Marcinhoa. What a legend. Like, he finished in the points. He finished outside. I don't know what happened to him on the last lap. He was eighth, then dropped out of the points. So whether he made a mistake or he was pushed off, who knows? But uh, there were some post-race penalties because the Neo press release has come in. Saying the double points finish for Neo, so there must have been some sort of post-race penalties that have uh, have been applied, and that's another thing. Like, you know, in terms of marketing it, these you know, not many people are interested in post-race penalties, but they don't really tell people, you know, oh, you know, here's the final order, this guy got a penalty, if that makes sense. Um, So we don't really know who's got a penalty because i suppose no one's in that interested to go and find out but what a surprise i was really impressed with him jack and if you know we've had the luxury of interviewing him, and obviously he's talked about his problems about street circuits and finding the, his rhythm obviously we know that neo car isn't quick but you know hopefully it can be something that he can move forward and take confidence from going into street circuits hopefully in real life
1: yeah uh yeah definitely I uh I'm I'm hoping that in the future we will see more press releases saying that Neo have got double points finishes. It will be so great to see them up uh, uh, up fighting uh, fighting for points. However, um, uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought. How, um, oh yeah, no. However, I know uh, I uh, uh, I know what he means in terms like it's hard to like get your rhythm on a street track.
0: Right. So boys, we're running out of time, very quickly actually. So boys, thank you so much for coming on the show. No worries. Thank <laughs> Um, Remember, if you're really enjoying the content, please, you know, you can hit that like button and subscribe. We have a Discord channel, so if you want to join in the fun, hit the Discord link, come and join the fun on there. You've been watching the FEZ show. We will be back tomorrow. Goodbye.